You're listening to New Age Hipster Radio, home of spiritual rambles and high vibe combos. Always dogma free and a totally cool place to be. You can head to newagehipster.co for more spiritual awesome sauce. But for now, here's your host, Bix. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of New Age Hipster Radio. Today on the show, we have Lucy Sheridan. She is the queen of busting comparison. She is a life coach, an inspirational speaker and teacher, and her work focuses on helping people to shift out of the compare and despair and into living their best lives comparison-free. Lucy's message is also so powerful that she's even been on Oprah, and now she's here on New Age Hipster Radio. Yay! Welcome. Yay! <laughs> it's so cool that you've been on Oprah and now you're here on New Age Hipster Radio. I, know, I, feel like... I must share the story about Oprah like with you one day. Like if I give you a brief thing, it, it, I, I got on Oprah on her life class series through answering a tweet that was a survey of um, it's like a viewer survey, and I was at my lunch at my job that I hated, and I took part in the um, I took part in that survey. And then the producers called me and said, can we ask you a few more questions about your answers? Because you're in England. I was like, yeah, of course. And then it basically turned into a bit of an interview. So I have to be like, I am really clear about um, this, that she didn't like, you know, phone me from under one of the trees in her garden when she, you know, filmed <laughs> Super Soul Sunday. It was like, it was very much at the beginning of the, um, the beginning of my career, which is why it was such a big fist pump moment in terms of like, oh God, should I be doing this? Should I not? And then there's that sort of interest, like, yeah, I've got to get on with it. <laughs> but yeah, like, I, let me be really clear. Like we're not <laughs> each other. I'm not in a group chat with Beyonce and her or anything like that. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. God, yeah. That pinch me moment. I'd love that. But still, like, you must have been, like, energetically aligned to that. Well, yeah, I can right? yeah, think, like, um, I'm really proud of the opportunity that I created mm-hmm. through that. And the experience is one that I will remember and treasure for literally the rest of my life. <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. I just want, it, it sometimes gets spun a little bit. And I'm like, on my website, I'm very clear about how it happened. I've written blogs about how it happened. So, Oprah, if you're listening to the Hipsters um, <laughs> podcast, just let you know, I'm really clear that I'm... <laughs> I can do any social climbing around here. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, it's still very, very cool. No it's matter how very, it very cool. Oh yeah. Like no one, I'm, I'm not going to argue that. It's very, very, very cool. I'm not trying to play it down. I'm just trying to be clear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Um, so you are, as I said, the queen of busting comparison. Yes. How do you feel yeah. about that? being labeled as the queen yeah i'm just the queen i it's a it's a grueling role um i feel really good about it because comparison's always kind of been my thing in my life and i've had to do such a lot of work personally on it so to be able to help other people now and you know run a business helping people in that way is the thrill of a lifetime i it's so niche and i sometimes joke that because I'm the world's first and only comparison coach that I have maybe quite find it quite difficult talking about myself on LinkedIn because there's like a drop down where you're like, Oh, there's this. this that. <laughs> so, you know, it, I created the job, I created the role myself and they're named to fill it to the very best of my abilities every day. So I absolutely love the role and I love the work that it takes me to and the people that it allows me to meet. What's also interesting, I was speaking at an event last week and uh, cause I've been doing this five years now at the time we're recording and I'm not bored of it. I thought, you know, speaking about one thing every day and helping people with this, this group of, you know, challenges every day, I thought it might get a bit boring or I'd run out of inspiration or I'd run out of new ideas or, um, you know, become maybe repetitive. And it never has. Every day is completely different. 
Yeah, there's so much in that though, like in comparison. Like yeah. when, I st- when I start to think about how comparison shows up in my life, I, because I, you sort of think, oh, well, it's social media and it's like just like looking at other people's feeds and thinking like, oh, like I wish I had her hair or I wish I had that many followers. But actually like it shows up in so many different places. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I think you know, it, comparison is nothing new. So if we think about, mm. you know, it's quoted like in the Bible, isn't it? Like thou shalt not cover their name <laughs> or something. And yeah. in the 50s, there was an illustration that led to um, the the expression keep it with the Joneses. So, you know, by that, what that means is we can we in the 50s and onwards, I guess, comparing yourself to what your neighbor has, the Joneses, and then sussing out how, you know, how much social um, equity you have and what your social status is based on whether you've got the same stuff or do the same things as them. So comparison isn't new. I obviously didn't invent it at all. What I would say is social media and comparison, I kind of call them this power couple. They've joined up now. And what that means is our ability to compare and our sources of comparison are now triple fold and on steroids big time. So every day, because the apps we have on our phone, we wake up in a Las Vegas of comparison where they say our parents' generation, grandparents' generation, they'd hear about, you know, a successful friend. I'm using air bunnies here as I'm talking. <laughs> they'd hear about a successful friend, maybe like a, a family party or, you know, a reunion or a pub get together and it's really informal. And then the news would be swapped and then it might be shared and a little bit of gossip take place because we're all human. But then ultimately that piece of information just kind of fades off to being a bit of knowledge. It then doesn't become another bit of data about how well uh, someone else is doing versus them not doing well. And I think that's why we're in a bit of an epidemic at the moment because we have more sources of comparison ever. We also, on the flip side, have more sources of inspiration about what's possible for us ever, which can be overwhelming too. And yet we haven't really been able to develop our own tools to manage or get on top of it. And that's really kind of where I'm passionate about coming in and helping really, because I don't think we can ever turn off comparison altogether. So I'm the comparison coach and I still compare myself to people. But what I would say is that my recovery time now is so much shorter And also it happens incidentally every so often rather than it being a state of mind for me. Um, Because this is something I've been wanting to write about a bit recently. So comparison isn't just an emotion. Comparison is is almost like a state that we can get into. So, you know, you might feel jealousy in one moment. You might, you know, because you see what someone else is doing. But ultimately you might feel hungry in the next moment. So it's kind of... It's, I'm trying to kind of like take my work a little bit into a little bit more detail now in terms of how people understand what comparison is and what isn't because it, it is you know held up and connected to scrolling and, and feeling maybe not as good as other people but it's actually a very complex topic when you wade into it. Yeah yeah it's such a it's such a big big thing and I think so many of us are doing it without realizing as well like I feel like for me from you know spending time with you and like and seeing what you're doing and um, listening to you talk about comparison like when I am scrolling now and I feel something like that come up it's like okay this is comparison why is this coming up and I can sort of start to move through it but for so many of us who are scrolling out there not everybody is really conscious of of what they're actually feeling and how to move through it yeah that's it I think and that's the thing I think when we get into comparison we just it's easy to get stuck there it's like it's a really mm. sticky place to be 
and as much as the emotions that come with it like you know for example jealousy or uncertainty or envy or um you know questioning I, I think that we are sometimes more comfortable and familiar with that state than we are kind of like with oh well, what would I do about it so it's easier to I kind of call it almost like you can stay in like a warm bath of comparison because it may not feel very nice but ultimately it's familiar and I think that's the thing that you have to want to not compare yourself as well, which I know might sound like a bit silly. I said, why would you want to compare yourself? But if I just share an anecdote from my life, when I've been in comparison, you know, in bad, you know, throws of comparison over time, um, it's because I've kind of wanted to stay there because it's been easy, subconsciously, obviously, but subconsciously I've wanted to stay there because it's been easier than me moving on or me doing my own thing or me being happier for that other person. So it's, it, it, it's just so easy to stay there. There's so much we can do because it's, you know, if our fear mind is off gathering data that we're not good enough or that we shouldn't even try to do something, all you have to do is open an app and it'll see loads of data there that it can collect and use against us, which is fierce, but it's true. Yeah, I definitely relate to, <laughs> I definitely relate to that story. Um, yeah, I can think of loads of times in my life where I've looked at what somebody else is doing mm. and have gone into that kind of like bitchy mode about like who does she think she is like you know doing that job or having that much money or whatever mm. and it's only been like you know later on that I've kind of brought myself to this place it's like well is it because I want that too yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and it, and it, that can be difficult too because that's the you know you've just drawn in a really valuable point here Vicky in that that comparison isn't just oh I'm they're doing that and I'm not good enough comparison can also be they don't deserve that yes. they should not <laughs> why are they getting that or experiencing that and um you know having that experience and it can kind of like be quite distracting can't it in terms of um you know distracting from the decisions we want to make etc around that um, but yeah that's what's difficult in terms of getting through the point of not being in that kind of like heady state but um but looking to see what it can teach you like what what are your reasons for wanting it etc and sometimes as well we outgrow our dreams and our goals we don't know and yes. we can ask ourselves to think, i actually don't really want that anymore mm. and it's oh that's a lot of my energy that i've wasted there goodness me but my friend um corinne taught me a really great tool to help with comparison when we are seeing someone that is maybe experiencing or doing or being what um, we want to, is that she, um, she looks at them or like, you know, she sees the content, if it's on social media, but if she's with them, she'll kind of say like, good for you and the same for me. Good oh, for you I love that. And the same for me. And I found that so very powerful when Corinne told me that because um, it, you, you can't be in comparison and yet believing in yourself at the same time. So you have to, it's almost like your body, over, the mind overrides the system and you kind of step into this positivity bubble, actually. So rather than looking at the differences and separation points there, it's about, um, you know, looking at what's possible and celebrating the possibility of it with that good for you and the same for me. I love that so much. I remember one thing that really helped me to kind of start to shift a little bit. It was probably a few years ago when I kind of started, started my business and I got on Instagram and um, kind of noticed, you know, like how many, how many followers everybody else had <clears throat> and how many comments everybody else had and how much better everybody else's photos were and everything. And, um, you know, and then you start seeing people who are like 
manifesting these amazing opportunities, you know, like somebody will get a gig working somewhere really cool or something, you know, a book deal or something really exciting. And when I first kind of started seeing that stuff and started having that feeling of like, um, you know, this isn't fair. Who are they to, (laughs) how come they get that? And I can't get that. And one thing I started doing was whenever I felt that feeling like that really, Mm. for me, it just feels like, I don't even know how to describe it. It doesn't feel very good. (laughs) It feels very very physical, I think. I feel like it's um, someone's put a kettle on on in my tummy Mm. and like hot air and hot steam rises and then it just takes over my system. So I feel it when I'm comparing, I feel it's a very physical, like adrenaline rushing motion. Yes. feels horrible. Yeah, that's exactly how it feels for me too. And I noticed like when I started to become conscious of that feeling, it's like, Mm. oh, you know, I'm really jealous. I'm really feeling a lot of negative emotions towards this person right now. I would force myself to comment on their post, even if like, you know, 3000 other people have commented already, I'd force myself to comment and say like, congratulations, this is awesome. Well done. Yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. And that started to shift so much for me when I kind of started to get into an energy of doing that, even though I didn't really feel, (laughs) I didn't really feel it at first, but you know, like a hundred posts later, you start to you start to actually feel like excited for them and you see the possibilities that could be in your own life because somebody else is, is living that way. Yeah. Totally feel you on that babe. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I've definitely had an interesting, <laughs> I've definitely had an interesting relationship with comparison. Like you said, I think that social media has really brought so much stuff to the surface that Before this, I was kind of able to just, you know, have a bit of a bitch and a moan with my friends and be like, oh, look at her over there, like, you know. And then you you move on from it, right? But when you're following that person and then you see them again and again, (laughs) um, yeah, it's sort of, it's hard. It's really hard. It is. And I think that's when we've got to be careful about, like, the following elements because I I did... um, I've been talking about this a lot in the last few months or so because I think it's a it's a, kind of like a, um, a bit of a hiccup of modern life that we're trying to navigate, and that is mm. who we feel who we follow on social media, yes. and then also the relationships we have offline as well. So I unfollow people from time to time if I'm not feeling in a very good headspace. So before um, Vicky and I came on for conversation, I would say to her for the last few months I have just been in a really low mood. And I have felt very fragile emotionally. I felt like as fragile as a china cup. So because when I'm sort of seeing some content which doesn't feel supportive to me in the mood um, or me feeling better, I have unfollowed some things. Now that's from, you know, big high street brands right right down to like people I used to work with, you know. So no one has missed out on it. <laughs> I've just tried to be really discerning around the energy and the things I'm having on my feed because in that moment where you aren't feeling great it's really important that you protect and preserve yourself so you can get a bit stronger you know come to a more clear mind more authentic feelings and being in comparison and then you can make a decision from there but if if I've so I'll speak for myself I found and there's sometimes when I've had accounts in my feed it, every time I see them it's been like someone like um you know prodding a bruise like plucking my eyebrows from across the room it's just painful Mm-hmm. And unpleasant, and actually, I can't get behind them in a way that I'd like to. And even though I am leaving those comments, it feels empty for me because I'm like, I know that I'm faking this, and so I'm like, no, don't do that. You know, as in, just just keep, get yourself together a bit more, Lucy. And so, when it comes to the, the how I've chosen to 
follow or not follow people. I just had to kind of go on instinct in the moment and just and know that I can follow them back. But also know that just because I'm not following someone on social media does not mean we don't have a relationship in real life. Does not mean that there isn't a good connection there for us. And there'll be some people that, um, so for example, I've got friends that are really into fitness or really into certain ways of eating or art. And I love chatting to them about that stuff. And I love the fact they're so passionate about it. I don't need to see like, like one of my mates is renovating a house at the moment. Every single post is about this house renovating. (laughs) And I I know that she's using her Instagram as like her online scrapbook, which is totally cool because she can do what the heck she wants. But I'm just like going to unfollow that for a little while because I get like the updates on WhatsApp as well. And I see them on her personal Facebook page and all this. So it's like, I am very up to date with where the house renovations at, but I, I know that I have a good relationship with her. So not following her on Instagram is not going to be to the detriment of um, our relationship. So that like does not mean that I've, or taking back that like, something I've stopped liking her as a person far from it. Just me looking at the content I'm seeing and just making a decision based on that. Um, and I think I have, you know, it might be useful to share this actually, because I have come up against it when I've followed someone back after, you know, I feel a lot better recently. So I been following some accounts that I forgot I'd actually unfollowed. I was like, oh, here we go. Um, so <laughs> I've been following some of those accounts back. And one of my friends did say, Lucy, do you want to follow me? Like, have I done something wrong? And I just replied, said, absolutely not. You know, for the last few months, I've been in a bit of a low mood. And so I made a call on unfollowing some things. And this was one of the accounts. But I'm back now. Feels so much better, and I'm really looking forward to seeing everything you've got to share. I've got so much to catch up on, and I just kind of left it there. And she's like, she just like, cool, no, no problem. Like, see you soon. Um, but notice from my response, like, I didn't apologize. I didn't turn it into like a twenty paragraph explanation either. I don't need to explain anything. I wasn't feeling very mentally strong, very mentally well. So I'm not gonna go and like offer my apologies for that because. How we can't be sorry for it, you know, it's just something I was experiencing and then I feel okay now. But um, I think we get very tied up in the emotions of the etiquette of, of online versus offline. And that can sometimes be at the cost of us not making supportive decisions for ourselves. Yeah, the, the whole unfollowing thing is like, <laughs> it brings up a lot for people. Yeah, right? like, big time. Yeah. I'm done by it too. Like, you know, I have, um, I, I, you know, I think I was having a little bit of a check around on some things. And then um, I think, I think I noticed, actually, I noticed that one of my pals that used to comment on my stuff wasn't doing. And then I, that, that's happened a lot with me because the algorithm changes you know, yes. every few months now, rather than once, once a year, mm-hmm. which is kind of, you know, so it, goodness even knows what the rules are now. But I had noticed a few people that I would normally have a really good vibe with um you know in real life too and we hadn't really been present with each other in that way and then I checked and she had unfollowed me and I would say it did sting but then I was like well hold on a second I've just been on whatsapp with her arranging like for me to like go and have dinner with her next time in London or something like that or was going to visit a country house or something you know fun like proper girl time um event so I, I kind of although in the moment it stung and it hurt my feelings I also know that it is not, it's no indication of like her true feelings too. And she's allowed to make a call on her feed. Like I'm allowed to make a call on, on mine. Cause at the end of the day on my social media too, I'm talking about, I'm talking about comparison all the time. So if you're really comparing yourself and being triggered too, it might be actually you don't want to have any access to that information. You're supposed to have a lot of access to it. So, you know, you've got, I think we've just got to give everyone the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Yeah. I think I would love to, 
kind of have more conversations about the whole like unfollowing thing because I think so many people do take it really personally. Yeah. I know like, and I think this is probably partly um, influenced by you and your work, but I uh, just a couple of months ago went on a big unfollowing spree because I had been following like, I think I had 1,300 people that I was following on Instagram. Yeah. And with the algorithm and everything, it meant that I wasn't seeing the stuff from the people that I really wanted to see. I was kind of just bombarded with like random pictures of like someone's cat, someone's yeah. card reading. I think I was following like 500 other tarot readers or something. <laughs> like this is just, this is just like not, this doesn't feel in alignment, you know, with what I, what I want to see. Um, so I went through and I unfollowed loads of people and I did have a few of those messages from people saying, um, especially like some of the card readers that I'd been following for years, like from when I actually started my Instagram account and was kind of getting in with the tarot community and yeah. a few people messaged me and they were really upset and they were like, Oh, like what, what's wrong with my account? What's wrong with my posts? Did, um, did something happen? And it was really kind of like, I did feel really bad, <laughs> but then like, yeah, I just kind of explained, you know, well, this is where I'm at at the moment. I've been following so many readers that my, you know, my feed is just full of, different energy from all different all these different um intuitives all over the world it's like I just needed to kind of clear out my feet a little bit but you know I love your work and I love what you're doing and I wish you you know all the best yeah. with it that um, sounds like you handled that so beautifully because I tried to I tried yeah. to yeah We're all just doing our best on it really and that's yeah. not to say you won't go back and follow those people again but yeah. you don't need to either yeah um it's this the thing that I think is kind of an interesting topic is this whole idea of almost like entitlement mm. so people that I don't think anyone is entitled to a like or a follow of yes. mine I'm not I'm not entitled to theirs either and um that's the I think that's where things get a bit prickly in terms of oh well I follow you but you don't follow me yeah I feel like I follow your work I've bought your stuff so actually, yeah, yeah. I'm not in your business and those people that comment, but like, you know, yeah. don't, um, but don't, we'll never take it further than that. And for whatever reason, I know that it's not just about money, but I'm just saying that if in terms of showing that you care or showing that you invest in someone's business, like investing in it is a good indicator of that. I think it's so easy to take things personally because I have, mm -hmm. I have. So that's why I'm just so passionate about thinking like, just give people the benefit of the doubt because then you'll get it in return. Yeah. You know, and just try not to be clumsy about it. Yeah. And I think like, you know, if somebody asks, just sort of explaining like what, you know, tell the truth, <laughs> like this is just where I'm at right now. And this is, you know, this is what I want to see on my feed. And exactly. yeah, like I would rather have um, like, I have better connections with, with my followers on Instagram who will send me like a DM yeah. and kind of like comment on something or tell me something or ask a question or whatever as a dm like i'll have a conversation with them there or i have a conversation in my comments but mm. i can't follow every single person that follows me and like their pictures and <laughs> comment yeah. on what they're doing because yeah. i'm just one person yeah and i'm following like five thousand people at the moment oh <laughs> my god so i need to probably try and take that down by about 50 percent because similarly to you i mean because i am um, I'm really careful what's in my feed, so I try and hide or don't see the things that do trigger me or don't make yeah. me trigger. equally. I try and crowd in a lot of stuff as well. So I follow pretty much like 25 golden retriever Instagram. <laughs> I love that too. And um, 
Brilliant. Equally, I you know follow different charities and all mm. sorts that the, whose causes and work I'm interested in supporting and um, good sources of news that aren't too biased, etc. If there is such a thing in this day and age now, but yeah, I I try and I try to make my feeds be a really fun, informative place to hang out um, in all ways. But sometimes it does get a bit out of hand, like you say, when it's like, I wonder what's going on with humans because all I'm seeing is dogs today. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's what Instagram's for, right? Yeah, you got it. <laughs> I think that's that's what we need as well. Like we need to be like I've sort of thought about this in terms of like what I share on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I kind of sat down and I was like, what do I want to see on Instagram? Yeah. Like what do yeah, like what's going to be inspiring to me or useful to me? Yeah. And when I kind of went through that, went through that process and really thought about it, there's a lot of things that I stopped. <laughs> there's a lot of things that I stopped sharing about, mm. and it kind of opened up more space to to actually share things that I felt like were going to be more useful and inspiring for yeah for and people. That's, that's what I think because I don't have a personal Instagram page. My Instagram is just my Instagram, mm. and um, what do you think? I was I sometimes feel like I need to take a little bit of time off yeah well like so I haven't been on since like last Wednesday Thursday excuse me on the grid I've been on my stories um but I'm now and I've joked about this with you before we came online I'm now feeling really nervous about what to post because I can feel like it isn't informative or it isn't inspiring I'd just rather not post anything mm. and it's not like a button you can press that you're either in the vibe or you're not yep. <laughs> you know? yeah. so I'm kind of just waiting for the vibe to come back so that it feels good and like when the time is right you know yeah. that you know I feel natural about it too because I think we can put ourselves under a lot of pressure especially if we're trying to grow communities we put ourselves under a lot of pressure to be like we must post twice a day every day and then we must include this we must include that and it's like oh god because I'm not a blogger we're not we have jobs and that so and what that means is we produce a lot of content and we like to blog in different ways but um I've had you know I've had quite self-critical conversations with myself about your feed doesn't look very uniform it doesn't look a certain way it's like yeah but I'm not a blogger I'm not a fashion blogger like Instagram isn't my job yeah. it's part of where I reach people want to help people so yeah I've got to be careful I put myself under pressure here because I'm like come on Luce you're not saving lives with this <laughs> wow well, you kind of are <laughs> kind of yeah yeah okay I'll take that like <laughs> like Lucy calm down you're overthinking it yeah yeah I've gone through that whole that whole thing of like well I have to post one picture and then one quote and one picture and one quote and then I kind of start doing that for a week and then I'm like oh but I really wanted to share like this quote after another quote because I just feel really cool to share this and it's like oh but I can't because I have to post a picture and then I'll be like oh just find some random picture off the internet so that I can have another picture up and then I can post my quote and it's like what <laughs> yes I know it's, it's like yeah. it's a lot of hustle isn't it and that's like, what, thing. what am I doing trying yeah. to be more spontaneous about it like I I don't I can't really get on board with the whole scheduling thing it doesn't work for me I can see mm. why I think it's a really great um way to organize yourself if and um, that helps you but I will just do it on the bounce so you know the night yeah. before um, you know, a day, I'll have a think about one, I post, and then I might compose the message then and pick the image and get them ready to post when I'm, when the day comes. Um, but I like to do it like it's almost like a little mini meditation exercise for me, actually. Mm. So that it wouldn't work, work for me to sit and write, say 20 Instagram posts and then load them in somewhere, even though I know how well that works for the people and all power to your elbow if that works for you. But I'm just not programmed like that. Yeah, no, me neither. 
sometimes that means it, I just won't post. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the same. Like I, I did kind of, well, I go through, I go through these different, well, I used to go through these different phases of like, yeah, always got to post on this day, always going to do a card reading on that yeah. day. Um, I do always do like my card readings on Monday, yeah. but for me, that's kind of like part of my to-do list for Monday and it helps, yeah. helps me to kind of like get ready for the week and Love to, kind of, you know, offer that up. But the rest of the time, it's like, I'm just, I just post when and what kind of Very cool. feel like I need Very to do. Cool. Like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm probably not beating the algorithm in any way <laughs> at all. <laughs> Who even knows what's going on with that? Oh, I have no idea. Yeah, that's why I think just show up, be present, have some fun, you know, respond to people, start conversations, just see what mm. happens. Um, because it'll be changing again soon enough. Yeah. <laughs> so. Who knows what's going to happen next week? Yeah, probably. It might be happening as we speak. Oh, yeah. It's so weird. Like, uh, one thing that I often, like, kind of think about when it comes to social media and, like, even just being online yeah. is like, we're really the first people who are kind of living a life that's like this. Yeah. And there's nobody else out there who's been doing it for 50 years who can say, well, you know, when I first got on Instagram, like, yeah. you know, this is how I dealt with it. It's like, we're all just trying to like yeah. work it out for ourselves as it, as we're, as it's evolving and as it's happening. Well, I think, and that's the thing it, we are just working out and that's why I think mm self loads of space to make mistakes but also get into the groove as well and know what works for you yeah I you know there will be scientists at Harvard or other you know places like that they'll be doing surveys and you know research on us at the moment you know to see the effects of social media and, and all the different ways it is yeah. starting to spill into our lives and then they'll publish something in like the year 2040 and we're like yeah well we lived through that <laughs> Yeah. We were the first generation. We lived and survived. Oh my goodness! Yeah, yeah. It feels really, it feels really weird to me. Mm. And I think this is this is one of the things that comes up for me and um, probably a lot of us out there who are kind of doing spiritual work is that I often see other people who are spiritual teachers, other people who are reading tarot, like all these people out there who are doing what I'm doing. And when I'm scrolling my feed and seeing these people, like I always think like, oh, wow, like look at what they're doing. But there's also that kind of feeling of, oh, like they've got a bigger following than me or they seem more advanced on their path or whatever. And I think like if I'd been doing this work 10, 15, 20 years ago, like I would, the only access I would have to be able to talk to other people who are worth doing this kind of work would be in the back of the new age shop <laughs> or like in the, you know, in the local moon circle or whatever. It's not like you're seeing everybody else on the whole planet who's also doing what you're doing. Yeah. And I think that's, that really calls on us then to also be really grounded in our own paths and our own journey yeah. too, because in, especially when it comes to things like followers on social media if you are starting out today you're going to take it's going to take a while for you to grow your community yeah. like the end unless you're going to buy followers when that that can bring up other sorts of issues yeah don't do it <laughs> yeah it's, it's high risk indeed mm. and and yet I think as well it's it's making sure that you are reaching out and having relationships with people that can be supportive of you on your path, even that's just encouraged path, excuse me, even if that's just um encouragement 
as part of that too. And, you know, know that, like you say, we are so lucky to have access to all, um, all these wonderful magical things, even things like, you know, I've got, um, so I am not an advanced tarot reader. I have a couple of decks, which I love to bits and I use them as part of my practice. But for me, I might have to, you know, I'll look at something in the book and I'm like, oh, I'm not sure I resonate with that. You know, if I've kind of tried to read the card myself, so then I might nip up, I might Google like 10 of swords on Google. And then there's like loads of different resources where you can see other people's interpretations yeah. and from that make your own and arrive at your own. And I think that's really cool too, in terms of sh there's such a display that there's so much room for everyone to have their own voice. Mm -hmm. And there's so many different interpretations. And actually, I think a lot of the time it kind of forces us to make sure we're stepping up and making sure we're sharing ours. Because a lot of people compare to others and say, oh, you know, what I'm doing isn't original or what I'm doing um, is really close to what they're doing, etc. But in this world, everything is a copy of a copy of a copy. So you may as well like grab your own seat at the table and just start from where you're at and see the difference mm. that you can make. Um, and because the followers will always come, it just might take a bit of time, but they will always come. Yeah. I remember when I started my Instagram account, it took a really long, <laughs> it took a really long time. I think I've been on there like four years, maybe even longer. And I've got um, like 13,000 followers or something, which, because a lot of a lot of people look at my account, people who are kind of just starting out, you know, and they're like, oh, Vix has so many followers. And like, yeah, she gets like, you know, 500 um, likes on the yeah. weekly reading or whatever. It's like, yeah, it's taken me like four years <laughs> to, get, no, to get that happening. Yeah. Like, I don't because when it's really, I must scroll back, I did it recently, I scrolled back through my Instagram just a few years to like see you know, what, it, what I was posting then compared to now. And I only properly got on the Instagram pony about a year ago in terms of using it mm. as a place that I could reach more people. I was a little bit slapdash and, you know, um, just occasional with it up until then. But I always think, oh my goodness, if three years ago I'd been able to use it the way I'm using it now, we would have like 85,000 followers each. <laughs> you know, but it's like, oh gosh, I can't really think like that because at the end of the day, the community is coming in anyway. But you draw on something here, Vix, which is also really important, which is, you know, if you're listening to this today, you will trigger someone's comparison in some way. Whether you, you that might be really hard to believe, but we are each of us a comparison trigger as well mm. as we can be comparers. We can be like the comparey um, around this. So even if, you know, if you're starting out tarot on your own path and you have got your own Instagram page or you put up a website, whatever it is, you're just getting going on being more active and more visible in your own life around your maybe spiritual practice. It might be that you, um, you know, that you get some attention or something great happens for you. And someone that's been going 20 years, like, oh my God, they're new on the scene. They've got this. And then, you know, comparison happens in that way as well. And I think we yeah. forget that we can be a source of comparison for others that are on their own path too, even though we might be feeling like we're not doing the best that we'd like to be. I know that I am because I get people DMing me saying that I'm, I, I spark their comparison. I'm like, well, that, thank you for sharing. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure really what you want me to do with that. Um, and all like, you know, how that's supposed to make me feel. But um, I, well, if I do get those messages, I actually just reply saying, this is just a note to acknowledge your message. Have a great day. Yeah. Because I'm not going to go into um having to untangle all that stuff over dm 
Um, yeah. and also it's clearly their stuff, not mine, because my comparison stuff is my stuff, not the other person's as well. Mm-hmm. So um, it just, yeah, it, I, whenever that happens, I just think, hmm, what have I done to make that person feel like it's okay for them to say that to me in that way? Yeah. The more for people, like, I don't need people agreeing with me all the time. Very, very happy to, you know, have debate, etc. But if someone's going to slide into my personal space, and arguably my Instagram DMs are my personal space, and um, say, you know, throw stones like that, then I always just do a little bit of reflection on myself in terms of um, what's, maybe there's a hole in my bee suit, for example. <laughs> How I look at it. Yeah, I think as well, like what happened, like it's a really weird energy of having people follow you on mm. social media, like people that you don't know and people who don't really know you, all they know is like your Instagram account or, you know, the other work that you do yeah. around the place online. And it's like, you're not really like friends, <laughs> but you have some kind of connection. Like you, res- they res- obviously resonate with what you're talking about, but I think some people think that like if they follow you online that they kind of know you yeah like, I've had I've had that happen a few times where people have kind of just started talking to me like <laughs> like we've known each other for years <laughs> like like what um like what what was it that you're messaging me about <laughs> and it's really cool and it's really great like I'm not saying that you know I don't I don't enjoy those conversations but I think sometimes it can feel for people like you know um kind of like we were talking about before kind of that you owe them something you know that you're like well i follow you so you owe me this conversation or you owe me some answers to my questions or you know whatever it is yeah totally and i think and i think it's like it's just a, a, a boundaries thing isn't it in yeah. the, um, and i know that sometimes i've been the person that's like oh god uh, i've just overstepped it and i haven't meant to but it's happened mm-hmm. so i again i'm a big converse, big part of the conversation just give people i always give people the benefit of the doubt and yeah. try and help as much as possible but i will say to people um it's a really great question and i'm going to try and cover this off but i can't do it in dms now so just yeah. bear with me and it might be that I will do a post on it or a video on it, mm. or I will actually reply with a couple of resources, or whatever, in that direct message. But I'll just need to, like, if I'm, because it's a bit like, for example, I don't know if you have WhatsApp fix, but mm-hmm. um, you know when you, if someone's read your message, you can see two blue ticks? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just joke with my family and, like, my pals on WhatsApp that, like, blue ticks mean nothing for me. Because if I'm at the, you know, self-checkout in the supermarket and I've read your message, I haven't really read your message. I've just had my phone in my hand while I'm scanning an apple or something. Do you know? yeah. <laughs> if I haven't been present to read it, I can't be present in response. And that's why I kind of say to people, like, just bear with me on that stuff because um, if I've read it on the bounce or without meaning to, I've hit like, you know, I've hit the reader, you know, indication I didn't mean to. I just ask people to bear with me because it's not, I'm not wanting to make a habit of ignoring people that my, my notifications can get very overwhelming. So I don't have any of them turned on anymore. So even my text message notification isn't on. Wow. Um, so I just have to be really careful about all those alerts and stuff because they're really taking they're really taking it out of me. Yeah, I've turned off all of my notifications except my text messages because I feel like they're either from people who know me, like good friends, they're from my fiance or they're from Tesco saying that they're like outside. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's there's just there's so yeah it's really it's such a weird time that we live in like it's so crazy out there oh god i know yeah big time yeah, but, yeah it's really 
this year, I think it's funny because um, I was chatting with a pal about this the other day. I've been, I think a lot of people, and we're listening, we're recording this in 2018, and a lot of people have experienced uh, a lot of very extreme things happening, whether that's getting pregnant or losing something or changing jobs or just difficulties. And um, I don't know, I just kind of feel like I was saying oh, it's been a weird start to the year, but I can't say that anymore because it's July, like any minute. <laughs> So it's like I can't say it's really start to you because start of the year was over four months ago. So, yeah. so I'm just now in that this is just a bit of a weird year. Weird can mean good. Weird can mean maybe not so good. But um, I know that I'm just having to kind of go at the pace and go with the things that I need to in order to feel good at the moment. Um, because it it is a bit of a storm out there, and I think we're all being asked in our own way to really look at, you know, how we're showing up in the world and change we need to make and what that looks like for us, because it won't be the same for for everyone. Um, and that sometimes for me, I know that if I'm wanting to play bigger or use my voice more, like I don't just do that automatically. I think about what I want to say and how I want to say it as well, and how I might go about it too. So I think, yeah, it, it's really gnarly out there at the moment, especially on social media too, because what's great is that people are being more expressive about when something's not working for them. So for example, I saw this with like a, one of the big parent bloggers um, got a lot of criticism and criticism doesn't have to be a negative word, got criticism because she took part in like an all white, able-bodied, like thin females kind of like vibe in terms of a, a shoot and that wouldn't have happened like for a brand that wouldn't have happened 18 months ago mm-hmm. now I think um, like our mutual friend like our Rose Duong has got a great expression when she talks about in like in her work I've heard to describe things that happen with pendulum swings mm-hmm. I think at the moment the, the pendulum has really really swung and it's continue continuing to go and it will come back and there will be more balance but it will have to write itself. And while it writes itself, we are going to have just to hold on for dear life and do our best. <laughs> because any mistake Yay. that I made will be, pulled, will be called out. Yeah. And, and that's for us to decide what we do with that. So, for example, I had this happen to me um, a few weeks ago. Kim Kardashian, so, you know, the, the superstar, she posted a picture of her licking a lolly. And I thought it was just Kim Kardashian being Kim Kardashian because I think she's a sass part, you know, and actually mm-hmm. a lot of times for that show, it's a real guilty pleasure of mine. But anyway, someone screen grabbed that I'd liked it and then put it on their story saying, I'm really disappointed in you at Lucy <gasps> Sheldon for promoting this. And I was like, why? It's just Kim, Kim Kardashian being a sass part. Well, no, apparently the lolly was a diet, like a, an appetite suppressant lolly. And I didn't know. <sighs> And I was like, oh my goodness. First of all, how passive was, must I have been? Just tapping away at anything. Goodness knows what else I liked on that little scroll of thumb um, mm-hmm. as well. Because, you know, I obviously wasn't paying attention because I would not get behind. Like, I love Kim Kardashian and live and let live. But I really, I do struggle to get behind that sort of message. Um, anyway, and I kind of said to the, because I, I got tagged in it. So I got the DMs. I already got out to the world by this point. And I just said, um, like, thanks for calling me out on this because I did not realise that this was an you know, Mm. appetite-suppressing lolly. And to be clear, I do not agree or support that view, which is what you've said. I do. So if you're going to screen grab that, screen grab my response as well. Mm. Um, And she didn't, and that's okay because it's her social media. Um, But um, she was like, oh, 
I was just like, I'm really like, she's like, she's like, it's a really hot topic for me. And I realize now that like, I maybe didn't go about it in the right way. Um, but you know, um, thank you for like responding. And I was like, look, we both heard each other now. It's all good. I don't want to not have a debate with people. Absolutely. But it was just a first hand experience of be like, be more present and more considered for me because like the world is watching basically. And if it'd been something else, goodness knows what else, then, you know, it wouldn't be the first time that maybe I've liked something which has not got a message that I agree with. Yeah, I think like, I really feel like compassion is everything at the moment. <laughs> like in the way that we respond when that sort of stuff happens to us, but also in the way that we, if we see something happening online, like, cause I've had messages like that too, where it's like, this is so disappointing to see this from you. Um, I had somebody, I posted a stack of books Um, it was probably a couple months ago and one of the books was a Doreen Virtue book. Yeah. And I had somebody actually comment and tell me, um, to go and research her and to find out everything about her. And like, she didn't want to see me posting anything about Doreen again. Yeah. And I was like, wow. (laughs) Okay. Like people, I think people, and I'm sure I've done this too, right? Because we've all done this, is we make assumptions about people from a picture on Instagram or from a like on Instagram, a heart or a comment or whatever. And we don't know like what the person was thinking. We don't know that person's backstory. We don't know like what their own journey has been to get to this point. And so I think I think we should keep calling each other out because I think that's really important, but I think we should do it with a little bit more compassion. Yes. I think that's, I think that's it. Um, especially as we're feeling our way along because that's the thing, isn't it? And it's again, that whole idea about put it out there. Like I always have this thing anyway, which is don't write anything you want to like show your mom. (laughs) Don't write an email that you would dread. Um, Mm getting out or that you would just dread reading the reply to you know sometimes if you write an email in response and it might be just angry and that's okay because we're allowed to be angry and then you get the reply back and it's angry too like oh I definitely made this worse <laughs> like, like it was bad anyway but I I have made this worse and I think that's um yeah I think that's absolutely compassion for the other person compassion for yourself and also knowing when it's time to speak up and it doesn't have to be you can be really clear and you can still be passionate but you don't have to be super super night mean and that's the thing it's like when I talk about when I use that anecdotal that example of that um parent blogger some people laid into her and that's yeah okay and recently I don't know if you saw this online um Vix but Danielle Laporte did a launch a few months ago Yes. I yes, I did. <laughs> yes, I did. Yeah. So this is an example of, um, well, probably how not to handle things. I don't think she's ever had her pedestal wobbled in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that she put a lot of great thought into how it was presented, but it wasn't, it, you know, some really important things got missed along the way in terms of how it was communicated. And um yeah it was like some people were going at her in the comments like angry vitriolic and that's fine like use your anger how you want to and other people were just not and they were really clearly communicating and that's where Mm. the conversation was happening yes yes that's the conversation even though it was challenging even though you could tell people were really taking their time to really be careful and reply 
you know, in a long way, you know, it wasn't like chit chat stuff. It was a really densely populated conversation, but where the conversation was happening, where people were learning things and accepting different opinions was, mm. was in the discourse. It was in the conversation. It wasn't in the angry emojis. Um, and I think, <laughs> you know, well, poor Tanya, like she got taken down basically, um, not helped by some panicked responses from her team. But that said, it just goes to show we are all um we all are open to misstepping as much as we are to making great steps too so mm. it's about um you know making sure that we are being thoughtful f-u-l-l around around things and making sure that our responses too will stand the test of time as well because um yeah it is gnarly out there at the moment but like you said like, i'm all for healthy exchanges as well vix and like we've never shied away from that and so mm. like i'd rather I'd rather get my words wrong and but still use my voice basically yeah. um, than not. But um, I do think it's a big wake up call for a lot of people, and I'm interested to see where it takes us actually because it, there's no escaping it, is there? Like it's going <laughs> to continue. The pendulum's going to continue to swing, and we need to make sure that we're paying attention as it does. Yeah, I think like because um, <clears throat> you hang out in the spiritual journey pit stop group. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're an admin in I'm the admin, babe. Yeah, you're like you're yeah you're one of my uh right hand right hand girls <laughs> in the group um but i see things you know i see things all the time where people are having these conversations in there where like we are disagreeing with each other and we are saying you know this isn't the way that i do things i would do things differently and i don't agree with this because of xyz and most of the time the discussions in there are really like they're more about educating each other and yeah. helping other people to kind of understand, well, this is, this is where I'm coming from and this is why, mm. rather than just like, you know, you're wrong, I'm going to delete and block you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah Which exactly. does still happen in there sometimes, but. <laughs> yeah, and, that, and that's the thing. And we ask, sometimes we'll get it right. Sometimes there'll be work to do. Yeah. That's what's so great about the group is it's very respectful mm. um, and people do feel like they can speak freely in there too and speak respectfully of other people as well because it's very emotive it's very yeah. there'll be some things where um I'll actually be like oh god I can't even get into that right now because I want to make sure I'm being like responding properly mm. um, and I'm you know and I'm gonna have to you know that's gonna be a whole afternoon of exchanges that, that's happened to me before yeah. <laughs> I've got into a conversation with someone or multiple people in the thread and you, you spend the whole day replying because mm -hmm. you know, that's what the conversation is there to do. But I think, um, yeah, that's one of the things I like about the group so much. I think it is super accepting. Yeah. And I think like when you, when we want to have these conversations with each other and we want to raise awareness and we want to speak our truth, cause we're all like, I'm going to speak my truth and get it out there. We need to do it from a place of like, helping other people to listen to us because when we're just like this is my truth everyone sit down and listen yeah <laughs> it's not really the best way to go about I it <laughs> i know i heard this great expression once i think it was on facebook like a um a, maybe a video i was watching or something and it said um honesty without tact is cruelty mm. and i felt like yeah i've been on the end of a few of those speaking my truth yeah. and i oh yeah <laughs> the message at all yeah. because I've been so caught up in the tone of it I just couldn't hear the message yeah um and I think yeah some people um have been if they've they've trying to get out how they're feeling sometimes it's not always done in the most constructive way 
Um, mm. But again, yeah, it's this awkward toddler face we're in, isn't it? With social media, yes. we're pulling around and pulling ourselves up on the furniture and boop, boop, down we fall again. <laughs> but I love that there's people like you out there who are talking about that and saying like, well, it's okay to make mistakes on social media. It's okay to post something that nobody likes or that you yeah. know, people take offense to because then we're learning and then we can open up the conversation and say, okay, like, let's talk about this. Like, yeah. and also I want to talk about, you know, why I posted it and why I thought that it was yeah. okay yeah. to post. And maybe now I know that it wasn't, so I'm going to remove it, but it's exciting that we had this conversation about it. Completely. That's the thing. I think it's like acknowledging it. It's like, and even it's interesting as well, because it's about like speaking truth. Like, even if we have to apologize, mm. like, you know, I, when I was in this exchange, this woman about the King Kardashian thing, I went, I'm really sorry that I've liked that. And I'm also really sorry that it's now made you think that, I think this because mm. I don't because um, I was sorry like I just I wish it hadn't happened but it did um, and I'll make bigger mistakes I have made bigger mm. mistakes I will apologize to them as well but that's an interesting thing in terms of I love the rise of confidence and how people help each other be confident and you know being unapologetic in what we have to say but um, if you mess up I think you can still apologize without being apologetic in your life. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, I, a few weeks ago, like, and it's just because we're all human and flawed, but a mate let me down in quite a significant way. And um, she hasn't apologized for it. Yeah. She's like, oh, I can see why you're feeling this, that, and the other. I'm like, just say sorry. Like, <laughs> you actually owe me an apology. Yeah. But because um, some of her work um, this year, but around that, I was just, you know, I wasn't going to get in, get into it with her. And, you know, she was in Australia and I was in time zones. I didn't want either of us to kind of go to bed angry <laughs> or something like that. But um, I just remember feeling like I think it, we've gone a bit too far there if we're not, if we're just so focused on explaining that we're not apologising. Yeah. So, you, yeah. Know, if put, you know, if I put a misstep wrong, I'll just say, you know, I'm sorry, this was why it was wrong. This is why I posted. This is how I was wrong. And, you know, just get over it and just own it. Just clear up and move on, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, yet again, social media provides us that opportunity slash challenge because yes. nothing can really slide under the radar. Mm. Yeah, that's so, so important and so powerful to just yeah. own it when we do, when we do make that's a mistake. Exactly it. That's exactly it. And people yeah. will get behind you for that. Yeah, absolutely. Ah, well, Lucy, this has been a really awesome conversation. I feel like we've only just begun to talk about (laughs) comparison. (laughs) Like, I can see why this is your life's work, you know, like, there's so much to talk about. Oh, yeah, um, thank you. (laughs) It's huge. Do you want to let us know, like, how people can find you on social media, how people can work with you, what you do, all of that kind of thing? Well, um, I would say Instagram is the best place, to be honest, guys. Like, I'm usually, I'm posting, like, on the daily most of the time. Um, so it's at Lucy Sheridan um, and if you search Lucy Sheridan on YouTube as well you'll find a load of my videos I think I've got like nearly 100 up now which is pretty cool um, but yeah that, they're kind of the best places I might be changing my website URL soon so I'm nervous to give out my web website um, address because it might be changing but if you just google Lucy Sheridan comparison you'll find me that's for sure but yeah come on over come hang out yay and I'll be, uh, I'll be hanging out on your Instagram yeah. 
<laughs> um, I, yeah, I don't know like what the algorithm's doing, but I tend to always see your posts. So oh, really? I'm I must so have good. like clicked like and commented on enough of them now that like, Instagram knows I want to see yeah. them. I'm hoping that that's the case with yours too. Yeah, I saw your morning reading this morning. I was like, oh, hello. <laughs> Can't wait to see which one you pull. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, and I will put all of uh, I'll put all of Lucy's. Uh, links below in the uh, what do you call them the show notes and I'll also put them over on the blog post that goes with this episode so you can find her links but um, I kind of feel like most most I do this anyway when I listen to a podcast I just end up googling the person so if you google Lucy Sheridan you will find her um, and she will change your life Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Bix. I've really enjoyed this conversation. Thank you so, so much for being here. And um, thanks, everybody, for listening. See ya. You've been listening to New Age Hipster Radio. For more good vibes and spiritual goodness, head to newagehipster.co. Thanks for listening and peace out.